0: What's going on, Hard Yarn listeners, instead of Hard Yarners hard today? Yarners, uh, Daniel, hard we yarners. are with the amazing, talented uh, Daniel Delby and <laughs> <laughs> Comedy Lounge's comedy booker, Taylor Leah. Um, you know,
1: you can say my last name is McLeod.
0: No, really? no, we'll just keep it. <laughs> Look, I'm going to be totally honest. Now everybody's going to be able to find honest, me on yes, Facebook.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: going to be totally honest, didn't know that was your last name. So, yeah.
0: cool. So, <laughs> no, no. McLeod's daughter here. And um, uh, what do we speak about, Taylor? We've got a bit about... You?
1: Comedy. Comedy?
0: Yeah. Branchy's
1: we- dick. Branchy's <laughs> branch. <laughs> this,
0: this is, is, not-, branch? Yeah. This is <laughs> not the Brunchy's theme Brunchy's of the fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Branchy's twig.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. His um,
1: stick insect. A <laughs> little yep.
0: bit about all the
1: Have Edinburgh.
2: Yeah, and how to progress as a comedian, yeah, um, in regards to Fringe, in, in regards to going from an open micer into a sort of a pro, and and yeah. what you're looking for as well for like, This
0: is a really, really informative episode for anyone that is up and coming comic or wants to know about the inner workings of a professional um, and the comedy, comedy and the comedy producer. Same. Yeah, yes. yeah, yes.
2: really like this episode.
0: Yeah, it was yeah. good, very, very informative <laughs> and mm. very helpful. Mm. I'm going to listen back. All right, okay, cool. cool, awesome. Let's get hard. Let's get hard.
1: Look at these <laughs> magic <major laughs> I'll take the picture. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a <your> crow. <laughs> you shall you not pass. You not pass. He never did the W,
0: <laughs> but everybody else has done the W. <laughs> <laughs> Listen all the way to the end and you'll see why he's the dumbest cunt on the planet. Yes. Grab a drink, settle down, and we'll see you in right now. Yes. Five Yards <laughs> Here we are. We are with the world famous Miss Taylor Lear, if that is your real name or stage name.
1: <laughs> is, are you just like going there off my Facebook as stuff? Yeah. Well? yeah.
2: Yeah. You you mean you're in a battle without you even knowing it. We
1: are. Why? Yeah, I
2: am I think I'm trying to take your boyfriend off you, Rudy. Oh, my boyfriend Rudy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've I'm been so hanging glad out a, that a bit. He's,
1: here. he's such a talent.
2: Yeah, he's great. We went for a little toast face griller the other day and I was going to yeah. send you a picture of me and him having a little and I know, as he
1: keeps posting on his Facebook that we're going out for different brunches yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we need brunch not branch that's all we're saying
2: uh, <laughs> uh, classic she's already funnier than me yeah, yeah. Got,
0: got you covered well yeah. let's hear a little bit about your background that she is quite funny because she used to do comedy and probably still does more in yeah. the green room and ripping the fuck out of every act <laughs>
1: Ever. I do, that's the only reason I got into yeah. comedy is just to rip the shit out of you guys in yep. the room. room. Yeah. Every time there's a pegs, new lineup that comes in and
0: she's got new lineup, like new nicknames for us, it's like I seen <laughs> Cleanse Boy. Yeah, what, what like. was yours,
2: Cleanse Boy? What was, uh, I seen the little one you put up the other day, that was good. What um, was
1: your one? I can't remember. It I was had, when you are doing your juice cleanse. Yeah, though. I
0: had something like Juicy fucking. <laughs> <laughs> dickhead. Yeah, <laughs> just some burn. Juicy dick. Um, <laughs> and before that, I can't, I can't remember what that was, but yeah, it's always a nice little fucking reminder of how shit can't you are <laughs> I think
1: it's nice like, I think, it, it, I think it, just, it just adds to it it makes it more like a welcoming place to come in yeah. like I have Rudy in as like lines vines and head tat times yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> mm. that was good so um, obviously if the listeners can't tell by your accent she's from isn't? Zimbabwe she's from <laughs> <laughs> from South Africa yeah. Yeah. Uh, from NZ I my, my, my uh, home or not hometown but my heritage my dad's a Kiwi
1: oh yeah where's your dad from Auckland Oh, that's like the worst. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's what he says. No, I grew up in Auckland. <laughs> that's why I, li- I lives here. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, tell us about the story. Like you, you grew up obviously over there and, and then you, you're here now. What's yeah. What's the transition?
0: So, yeah, so Taylor is the uh, the talent booker. Mm. Is that what we call you?
1: Yes, because I'm a talent
0: Yes, (laughs) Books the talent at the comedy lounge So it's going to be interesting for all the comics to hear The thought process That that place that doesn't sponsor this podcast anymore (laughs) (laughs) Yes So yeah, what's the backstory? You started doing comedy and then Yeah, take it away
1: I sort of, um, my dad's a performer so I sort of, I grew up in the performance world anyway, like For he's cool. a magician so Oh
0: yes, When I really? Became,
1: yeah, when I became friends with Frankie, like because we're sort of both performers kids, that's sort of why we got on super well yeah. and I know that she was saying she got to a certain point where she started going on tour with her dad, like yeah. it was the same thing with me mm-hmm. so it's like if I wasn't um, like flyering or setting up stages or stage managing, I was on stage or being cut in half or in a box or See. <laughs> See? Um, yeah, I'd get taken out of school a couple of times a week to go do shows with my dad so Suck, yeah. um, did you so, learn any so your
0: dad would make you disappear from the class <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah did you learn I was any like, tricks I could get on board with this because I don't have to do school so yeah, <laughs> yeah so we'd, we'd do that uh, and then uh, I got into comedy I've always loved comedy I was like brought up watching a lot of like the British comedy shows like you know like Ab Fab and yeah. Father Ted Black Books Dylan Warren Bill Bailey all that Black kind of stuff Black Books was
2: so good I, I was Dylan watching Maranis. it this afternoon oh really <laughs> mate he, he was so dry and like oh I don't give a fuck
1: <laughs> and it was, yeah, well, it's that, that same period of time where it was like the 90s where all those really good sitcoms came out. So, like The Office and yep. all that kind of stuff were at the same time. Mm. Um, so, I grew up watching a lot of that. And then uh, one of my best friends was actually like a magician comedian that I'd sort of grown what up with. Was it with. your dad? It was my dad. <laughs> 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 my one and only friend. <laughs> uh, and then um, I started going to comedy shows and I sort of met all the comics. Um, And because New Zealand's kind of like Perth, like it's a very small scene, Um, Mm. I I worked out that there wasn't a lot of gigs on and that promoters don't necessarily look after the acts Mm -hmm. very well so I decided to put on some gigs with another comedian friend um, and we put on a monthly gig and it sold out and then we put on another monthly gig and it sold out and so on It went on for two years. Um, What was it called? It was just uh, it was at a bar in Auckland. I think it was Mare Road, um, which used to be quite a big student bar back of the day. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it just all these big names came and played it, and um, yeah. A few months into that, I uh, I, st- I got approached uh, to do a tour with Ursula Carlson. So it mm-hmm. would have been about eighteen, nineteen, and so that was nine cities, eleven dates around New As Zealand. a comic? No, not as a comic. As a producer. Wow. So
2: and but were you gigging at that, st- like doing little spots as well yourself? Um.
1: I, I was doing little spots. I was writing for um, sort of our equivalent of, of Mock the Week in New Zealand is Seven Days. So I was sort of yep. writing for comedians for that cool. um, before I got on as sort of a spec writer.
2: And that's, I guess, where that real like, bond with Frankie comes in because she's coming up so young and, yeah. and going through the same sort of things yeah. that you were going through. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Well, it was 18, 19 when that was all <clears> sort of yeah. happening. Um, and then after the tour, same thing. I just I started putting on more and more gigs. I think I was working with Brendan Lovegrove at the time and I think we had about, And I managed Brendan for about four years, five years. And we had 10 rooms, I think, running at one point. What, over New
0: Zealand? Over the whole...
1: Just in Auckland alone. So it was like pro rooms and open mic rooms and stuff like that. Um, And then I think I got a job... At the Classic, which is the comedy club in Auckland. Um, shout out to them because that's amazing. It's one of the best clubs in the world, I think. Yeah. Classic. That's yep. Branchy's
2: favourite. So. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> what a classic. I'll say that tonight, guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, and then I was the manager there for two years, so I got to see more and more of the acts and meet more of the international acts. Um, then I went to Edinburgh in 2017 and uh, produced a, a show for a couple of comic mates of mine.
0: So when you say produce, I was thinking that with Ursula. What's... What does that entail? What does a producer do? So producer I would never know. like
1: we take we take all the admin off. So pretty much all yeah. the comic has to do is go on and, and worry about their performance. I'll do the admin admin, yeah. I'll do the ticketing, I'll do the promo. Yeah. I'll deal with the venues, all I'll the deal with everything. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
2: Maybe yeah. we need a hire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't afford me. Yeah. <laughs> You're definitely right. Yeah. <laughs> Not with all the money
1: you've lost from your uh, regal gig Um, (laughs) (laughs) We can talk about that later. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I went over to Edinburgh uh, and I got a job uh, as a street manager for the agency that I now work for in London.
0: What's a street manager?
1: So you look after the street team because we had I think it was like 17 or 18 shows. so You've got a street team of about 30 of them that just go out and flyer for all the shows all day. Yeah. So I started off doing that in the office and then as time went on I came back, I came across did all the Australian festivals and then moved over to London and became an agent in 2019.
0: Wow. Mm, London, yeah. fuck, expensive?
1: Very expensive. Yeah. So expensive. So your shows had comedy. to be hell expensive. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: just to cover it. Mate, I've only been once,
2: but fuck, like just having dinner. is yeah. you, you end up like going, oh, it's like um, 60 pound or euro yeah. or whatever it was. Pound. It. pound. Um And you hand that over and then you sort of do the maths and you're like, fuck, I've just had dinner for like 120 bucks. Like, well, that's the
1: thing. You're always converting it back to like Australian or New yeah, Zealand Yeah, but 60, well. I was
2: like, yeah, 60 bucks between us two. We had <laughs> a drink. Like, it's all good, yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah very get, expensive joint. fucked over. Um, and then so what was the scene like over there?
1: Amazing. It's, it's. I mean, anyone who's a comic wants to get over to the UK at some point, I think. But like the, the comedy scene in terms of the clubs and even the open mic circuit's massive. Like it's so competitive. Like you can mm. be waiting months and months to get in at the clubs and just to get spots. Mm.
0: And to get on at a club, do you have to audition?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. It's. I mean, it's kind of like with any club. Like in Australia, it's a bit easier because the scene's definitely a lot smaller. But yep. with London, because it's so competitive, yeah, you'll go and do your unpaid 10s, but you might do four or five of those. And if they like you, they'll book you. Otherwise, you're fucked. you fucked. You, you go away for a year or two and come back. Yeah,
2: yeah. Because over here, it's just, it's almost, it's just easy, isn't it, to go get a no open mic open, <laughs> <laughs> to get an open mic spot, like to just get up and you're saying you have to wait. Well, there's not enough, enough
0: open mic rooms in Perth. But yeah. yeah but, if you want to sign up somewhere, yeah, you can. Yeah, you just sign up, and a couple of weeks later, you're on. Yeah, which is
2: pretty fucking incredible for um, a place like Perth. But I guess the scene, like you're saying, isn't as big
1: isn't as big like there is a lot of open mic gigs in london but it's, i guess it's picking and choosing
0: mm.
1: what is actually going to help you and where you're going to get seen
0: getting the good rooms give us some names so because a lot of comics will listen to this so what's some good rooms if you go if anyone's over there
1: like in terms of open mic rooms yeah. or just clubs both um, so well, if i go
0: over yeah. on holiday obviously i'm going to have to start at the bottom and be like right where do i go where would be some open mic rooms that you want so to hit? So with the
1: level that you're at, like doing sort of 10, 15 <laughs> minutes, that kind of thing. I mean, like loads of the club and clubs in London are amazing. So you've got like Backyard, you've got Top Secret. I worked at Top Secret for a year. That was cool. Um, London Comedy Store, without saying. Um, mm-hmm. Any of the comedians, um, The Stand, um, Hot Water Comedy Club in Liverpool is like the raging hub of comedy up there at the minute. Cool. Like they're absolutely smashing it. Um, they helped build um, Paul Smith. Okay. Um, very well
0: known comedian. Median. <coughs> so do I um, drop your name or Cole Legacy's name? Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: Legacy, 100%. <laughs> Fucking <and> sack.
0: <laughs> Sick. Um, I don't
1: think you've got, like, enough hair height. <laughs> yeah.
0: Fuck, yeah. he's losing it, though. Legacy of a yellow thing. It's the receding. Hair. It's it receding hairline or just yep.
1: mentally? Like. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, mentally is all
2: right. Is that why you did that story the other day, just to show how thick his hair was by putting the comb in it? Quite his possibly. Head? Just putting it in. Yeah, <laughs> just letting it Maybe sit this there. is
1: just a show of foreheads. You both got quite.
0: Quite back. <laughs> like foreheads. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I got mine boxed out. Yeah. So, yeah. I just. Um,
1: really cool story. A little about. quiff. <laughs> <laughs> a little quiffsy. I
0: can um, see you with a quiff. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> you
1: trying to be Mickey? <laughs>
0: nah, I'll never get the Mickey quiff. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. So you've gone from London, and then did you get the Comedy Lounge gig via when you came through Fringe? Yeah. Um, with Alan?
1: So I I came over, so I flew out of London at the start of 2020, expecting to be here for two months, mm. doing Perth and Adelaide Fringe, uh, then I was supposed <coughs> to fly back to London and get Comedy, the agency I work for, produce a comedy festival in Austria, mm-hmm. in Myrahofen called Altitude, so I was supposed to fly back, move into a new place and then fly out to Meyerhoffen for a week. Um, and then at the end of Adelaide Fringe is when everything sort of started Hit. Hit kicking off, mm. um, and I ended up driving Ooh. down the Great Ocean Road with George Zach, if you know him, Greek comedian, super lovely. We did the Great Ocean Road, and we were sort of out in the middle of nowhere for about four or five days, not really figuring out, just like in our own bubble, not quite knowing what was going on. And then we got to Melbourne, um, and then Melbourne went into shutdown, so I got stuck in Melbourne for nine months.
2: Oh, um, yeah. Yuck. Yes. Oh, I did not know that. And what's oh. that
1: like? awful (laughs) yeah
2: can you sort of empathize why people are starting to not that we not that you ever condone um writing and stuff like that can you sort of see why they're so can empathise with how they're so sort of, I guess, wound up and just kicking off?
1: With Melbourne and how it absolutely. Like, I've got so many comic mates in Melbourne and it's just that same thing of that stop, start, stop, start, mm. losing a lot of work. There was a couple of UK comedians who did the same thing I did and got stranded in Melbourne. They're still in Melbourne, mm. and yeah. stuck there. So Because
2: they're, they're acting out of desperation, some of them, and, and whether it's the right move or not, uh, they feel like they've got no other choice.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that must
2: be – I, I can't even – I couldn't even imagine how they must feel. Like, what? Well, what I can tell you, no, com- no
0: comics for on right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like,
2: like, they're all fucking. Yeah. So, but how, like, um, uh, how long have they been on lockdown for day, days? Wise, do we know? Two hundred
0: and forty-seven was the last count I remember. So longer than that. Fuck. Two, two sixty. <laughs> because 260. that's as high
1: as he can count. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah
0: so two forty-seven plus ten. Mate, that's whatever riches. that equals. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> a fair fucking chunk, hey? Yeah. yeah. So, fucking shit. Mm. But uh, you got out of there.
1: I did. Uh, but that's also a bit of a bizarre story as well because I moved out of my apartment expecting to come up to do Perth Fringe mm-hmm. in January. I picked up a day job while I was in Melbourne when it had sort of opened up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, same thing, Alan, my boss, was here in quarantine. Uh, and he rang me on New Year's Eve and went, oh, wh- where, where are you at the minute? And I was like, oh, well, I'm in Melbourne. He's like, okay, well, you know, WA's shutting the border to Melbourne because of some of the cases that have come over from Sydney. Yeah. So within half an hour, I'd thrown all my stuff in bags. I was pet sitting for a mate, got someone to cover the pet sit, quit my day job and went straight out to the airport. Got to the airport and they said, oh, no, like you can't use your flights. You can't use your G2G. Sorry, you're stuck here and I went and it's I think it's that same thing like it's the same thing for you guys like you invest a lot of money in fringe and so Mm. it's like thousands of dollars on the line you've already prepped um, and are expecting to make so doing fringe wasn't you know not doing it wasn't an option yeah um, so I managed to get a flight down to Tasmania and then there's a good uh, comedian friend of mine, Lindsay Webb, who's based up in Queensland. Yeah. Um, and he rang and said, look, the family would love to see you. We've got spare room. Come up and stay with us. We'll do 14 days in Queensland and then we'll fly up to Perth together. And I was like, great. Sounds great. Mm-hmm. Went up to Queensland. To um, so do
0: 14 days ISO.
1: Uh, not ISO. Um, you just had to spend fourteen days in a low risk state, and at that point, we just spread and, it there. Yeah, just spread so it becomes there. a high
0: risk. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just rubbing myself with doors and looking escalators, and, and yeah. And
2: that's more less the
0: the the risk, but more WA's. Policy. Policies. It's
1: the policy to get yeah. it. Doesn't um, make any
0: fucking sense
1: <laughs> yeah, well, when
0: you frame it that way.
1: Exactly. Oh, I want to come.
0: No, go live somewhere else for 14 days. Fuck them
1: up. And then, and then if, <laughs> yeah,
0: fuck that, stay up. Well, I mean, it's good for us. It's, pretty, like, it's good for us, but it's pretty fucked. Yeah, it's pretty fucked, it's fucked. isn't it? It's pretty yeah. fucked. Yeah. It's
1: pretty fucked. And then spent, I think it was four or five days in Queensland. And then I think it was on the 7th or the 8th of January, there sort of came a bit of a, a hum on the news where it was like, oh, uh, you know, there's been a hotel cleaner, might have COVID, we're not sure, like we'll provide more updates in the morning. And so I went, oh, great, here we go. In Perth. Uh, no, in in Queensland. Oh fuck! So okay. Yeah. I think got up at seven or eight o'clock to see the news in the morning, and they were like, "Oh, by the way, WA is shutting the border to Queensland." Oh. And I was like, "Great!" Managed to get one of the only flights out of the Gold Coast with Lindsay. Um, we flew from Gold Coast to Canberra. Spent the day in Canberra, which was probably the worst part of the whole <laughs> thing. Um, <laughs> then then we, <laughs> then we flew to into Adelaide, and uh, Adelaide was actually shutting the border to Queensland as well. But we got in at like six p.m. and the cutoff was eight p.m. So like, great, we just made it, spent the night in Adelaide, um, had flights up to Perth the next morning. We rang the border in the morning just to be sure that we were going to be able to get in. And they went, yep, you guys will be fine. Like You've got all your stuff saying that you guys are going to quarantine. We already had comic mates that had got in that day Mm -hmm. that were doing 14 days self-isolation in a hotel. And we're like, great, we'll all get rooms at this hotel and just we'll all be next to each other at least and we can Skype and hang out and stuff like that. Yeah. So then, got on the flight to Perth. They changed the rules while we were in the air. Oh my God. So we landed in Perth.
2: Oh, were you? Yeah, I do recall this. Like the, so we were on, on. We
1: were the people on that flight that got bounced. Oh um, my god! Yeah. <laughs> so we landed in Perth and said to the guy, "He's like, oh yeah, you should be fine." Got to the next guy, and the guy went, "Oh, I think they've just changed that." And they spent, to be fair, the police at the border were lovely. They spent 40 minutes on the phone with the COVID commissioner, Jesus. whoever the fuck that is, yeah. um, trying to convince him that, you know, we hadn't been in any hot spots, that we'd come in and just miss the cutoff. Um, and he went, no, nah, not happening. So we got chucked in quarantine. What's um, the difference between quarantine.
2: half an hour, and an oh, hour It's crazy.
1: Like- it's crazy.
2: And no hotspots. Like the logic is not there. There's no logic.
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing. I was like, we're happy to have COVID tests. We're yeah. happy to do the temp checks, whatever you need. Um, you're going to
2: isolate. You're going to be in quarantine.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, they chucked us in uh, the Intercontinental overnight. And within 15 minutes of us checking in, there were four breakout attempts. So we got <laughs> in and the whole place just starts going off with alarms We're going, what's going on? <laughs> the, guy, the guy rang just went, oh, don't worry about that. It was just four people. We caught them in the stairwell. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> what
2: the fuck? <laughs> so do, how do you get to the hotel?
1: They um pretty much they you feel like a like a criminal. Do you know what I mean? Like they on the, the prison bus. Pretty much they chuck you on the prison bus. It was the two of us on so the massive bus. bus. Yep. Then you pull up outside the hotel and they lay out cones. Then there's like um, they get all the army people against it and then behind them another line of army people and just obviously you've got all these bystanders and then you've got to go in and check in and they make you check in all your cigarettes and stuff like that and
0: mm. <laughs> Fuck, fuck. It's crazy. So then what? What happened after that? You're stuck in the room and they were going to turn you around. The
1: nine o'clock news was on um, and pretty much what happened was that anyone who'd been in Queensland backdated to a certain date then couldn't get into Adelaide. Doesn't matter where they were coming from. So we looked at the nine o'clock news thinking, okay, we might be able to fly back to Adelaide. We got served with notices to leave the state, which mm-hmm. I've now framed and put on my wall because <laughs> I don't think there's Vigitive. many people who can claim that. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so we booked flights back to Adelaide hoping that we'd get back. Um, we had to send- So just
2: no one would take
0: you.
1: <laughs> no one ever, yeah, yeah, fuck you guys, don't come yeah. um, in. It's like so-
0: that film, The Terminal, where he's got no country. That's fucking nuts. Yeah. That's crazy. yeah. I didn't know this
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of those It's a great party story now But at the time We would have spent a, I would have spent a Easily $7,000 8000 in flights Oh my god Because price gouging and Is yeah. spelled well Yeah <laughs> Do you know what I mean Like <laughs>
0: So you were stuck in Adelaide now? So you got to Adelaide?
1: Well, we didn't know we were going to get into Adelaide. So we, we had to send all the police um, our flight details. Um, and then the police actually dropped us at the wrong terminal and we nearly missed the flight. Jeez.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> fuck.
1: But um, I think uh, we were walking through the airport. And so how did you
0: get from that terminal to the right one? Get a taxi oh, They just, they just spread us.
1: No, no, they just, we could just walk, which was what the crazy thing what was. We were the allowed to fuck? walk through crowds. And, at an
0: airport? Yeah. But you can't walk. Oh my god, that's so dumb. Yeah. So leaving the airport, you're on a bus. You got prison guards. Then they go, oh no, nah, fuck. Yeah, just go to the airport and walk around free. Yeah. What oh the god. fuck? This so is so much dumbness, man. This,
2: this is like, and I will we'll get back to the story for a second, but Trent. Um, my friend Trent Manzoni, he went to Tasmania for a, a, a funeral. Yeah, had to that's ca-
1: like the two worst things. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, yes. <yeah. Yeah. laughs> oh, what well, yeah. was a funeral
0: for his social life? Yeah. So he had
2: to go to he had to go to Tasmania for a funeral. funeral. Uh, that, that all finished up. Low risk, so he could go back in and out, no problem. Uh, came back, um, and on the flight there there was a fog issue so he had to land in melbourne <laughs> and then melbourne was obviously like you can't come back in you have to do your, your quarantine so <laughs> he, he didn't even i don't think he even they it was the same thing he landed in melbourne they like fully ushered him into a, a hotel for a night in melbourne I that so they like they fully no contact him. <laughs> no no contact no nothing with anyone got back on the plane got into melbourne still had to do the quarantine cuz you've been in melbourne and then they said your family member can't pick you up but an uber driver can is that the most fucking stupid thing? <laughs> so the, the because family they don't member, care about Uber the, drivers. So, but the family member that he's supposed to, he's going to be isolating with, she was just going, I'll, I'll just- do it. Yeah. So she couldn't do it, even though he was going to the house that they were going to live in yeah. together and she was going to have to isolate with him. And then they were going to let the Uber driver, who's then going to pick up another customer and then fucking, <laughs> like another prop, potential 10, 15 customers, which then spread it to another The whole, like that- So dumb. breaks my- fucking head that doesn't make sense None that doesn't make sense at all yeah an Uber driver is allowed but he's not anyway I'm sorry because all
0: Uber, Ubers are sterile yeah as we know <laughs> <laughs> it's just so fucking stupid
2: anyway anyway well, uh, yeah, yeah. How did how did it all end up?
1: Um, oh, what happened? Uh, we uh, the comedian I was with started laughing as we were walking through the airport, and we had this massive police escort, so everybody's <laughs> just avoiding us, and we're going, "No, we're fine, guys, we're fine." And he just started giggling to himself, and I was like, "You yeah, all right?" And he's like. Taylor, the funniest thing's just happened. And I was like, what? he's like, this is the first time in my life the police have escorted my bag with drugs in it through the airport. (laughs) 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 And so they literally walk you on the plane and it's like leaving grandma's house and they just wave at you like this. But then like we got on the plane and it was packed and we were just sitting next to normal people. Oh my God. So it was just, it was, yeah. Makes absolutely
0: no sense, Just a few kinks in the
1: system, I think. (laughs) Um, And we flew, flew into Adelaide, absolutely shitting it that we weren't, able to get in and you sort of queue up and there's all the desks and then you go see the person and they check everything and ask you where you've been and all that kind of stuff and we ex- what the story I've just told you we said to the lady and she just looked at us and just went I don't think I've got a button for that
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then obviously cause we were taking a bit longer one of the cops walked over and went oh what's going on here and we sort of explained to him the situation. He went, oh, that's fine. Just put it down like they're on holiday. And they gave us like a raffle ticket and that was our entry into South Australia.
0: Okay. <laughs> Worst prize ever. And then you could walk around normally.
1: Walk around normally. Didn't have to get COVID tests. Didn't have to do anything.
0: Oh, my God. So, uh, didn't even get a COVID test. What the fuck is going on? What is happening? There? The well, world's yeah. falling apart. Well, like, oh, I, don't get, I don't get half of that.
1: Yeah, it's, just, it's crazy. It's so a, it's a great Was that for Adelaide situation. Fringe or was that cool. for Perth
0: Fringe? Because Per Fringe started what? Just we, seven days later?
1: We missed – so at that point I would have been out of Melbourne for a week and then I think about – five or six days for Queensland. So we really only had to stay in Adelaide for a week and a half before we flew up to Perth. <laughs> and then I think I think we just missed the first week. I think mm. we arrived on the Saturday afternoon. And then we the got third in. week they had well, the third week we shut yeah, down. And then we shut down.
0: Yeah. And we had the bushfires
1: and everything and, oh. yeah.
0: Yeah, that's right. Devastating. Um, that ended up being okay for me in the end because we got that extra you week.
3: you bushfires. And you could <laughs> do, do the
0: bigger shows, hey? Uh didn't nah, come I wasn't, it just, that extra week helped me recoup what the losses yep. that I would have made. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, it ended up being all when right. When
2: you say losses, you mean as in like, well, the week money that, I, that you had,
0: you were supposed to get that yeah, you didn't so it was get. about, I don't know, 15 or 20 gram. <laughs>
2: it's fucking nuts, eh? Hey? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's where the like I, I now sort of speak into you and a few guys who actually tour and like Kyle Legacies and the, the people who just go from the big
1: fringe to free <laughs> <laughs> but they, they do
0: like some it's of these your guys. It's bread and basket, man. It it's is bread, bread and, and butter. And sorry. Next
2: year for you, for example, it's your full time gig. Huge, like that I, need to re- so
1: I need, Have you
0: registered all the shows? I need to register, man. I've um,
1: so, um, I've done well, the comedy. The I've done the comedy lounge ones. I haven't yeah. finished doing our other venue
2: right, ones. Yet. But like the Laugh Mob, for example, who come over and they run a room for. You fucking yeah for months or something like that's their bread and butter yeah and if they don't get that like what do they
0: do like to be
1: fair like that is the way to do festivals I think is like set up your own room and have it mm. and yeah and then packed
0: out yeah yeah because I've got my own room but it's only sixty seater I really want hundred seater just to maximise like you've that got a two hundred seater if you want particularly with like Fridays and Saturdays you sell hundred
1: tickets easily
0: yeah sorry that's the that's the hard one but I'm even like so. I'm in that weird frame of mind, like, to get a bigger venue, straight away 30% to, like, whoever's running it. Fringe take their cut. So even if it's a 200-seater, 30% off that is 60. So you're down 140. Then to pay Fringe, I think it's usually about 25%. So that's, like, uh, another 40 tickets. So then you're down to 100. So you're better off just trying to get a 100-seater on your own with no – Kamish, no or I'll just do my sixty seater um, twice. Are there rooms that just like they 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 would do
2: that, and they would benefit specifically of having extra bums in the? In the room, drinking yeah, beers. Well
1: yeah, that's the thing. People come in and have dinner, or depending on yeah. if it's a bar or whatever, they'll come in and have dinner, have drinks. With With a lot of our repeat audiences, because we've got, I think, 10, we run 10 venues yeah. around Perth. Mm-hmm.
0: It's so frustrating, those immigrants, you come over here, <laughs> we take our rooms.
3: jobs. <laughs>
0: but that said, Alan and you guys hustle fucking hard. So. Yeah. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, 10 rooms. Last year we had Henry Summers, the Brass Monkey, the court, uh, court
1: Connections, and within them, oh, Alabama Song, uh, the Mess Hall.
2: Yeah. So did you come and check these venues out prior or if you been here years so, um, before? So Dan and-,
1: and Alan have been running it for a lot longer than I've been involved. I've mm-hmm. only been involved since about 2018, but the reason they sort of brought me on board was just to come in and, as a different set of eyes and go, okay, how can we approve this and change yeah. that? And a lot of it was just organisation. and um, <laughs> spreadsheets. <laughs> yeah, spreadsheets. Yeah, spreadsheets. Colour-coded spreadsheets. Seeing
0: the spreadsheets where all the acts were, man, I don't envy your job. I'll be like, fuck, how like, do you when, do this?
1: With, with the pub crawls, like we can have five or six of them going on an evening. And yeah. like, Alan and I would literally sit in his hotel room and just get post-it notes and stick them on the window and just move fin- the timings around yeah. because it was the best way to do it. It's like
0: prison break, Wentworth Miller, just doing all the different plans, um, shifting shit around. Post-it notes, that is yeah. how you break out of prison,
1: apparently, yeah. just by post-it yeah.
0: notes. But um, yeah, what would Alan, like what would your crew turnover, like easily half a mil or 250 grand for a fringe? Potentially. Yeah, <laughs> Potentially. depending on covid because it's a big earner, man, for a lot of people. And then it's funny because I see these comics like, oh, Fringe fringe is fucked. And I was like, fuck up, you poor cunt, man. Just advertise better. <laughs> yeah. Get a better act, you know, and stop fucking – no one's going to come and see your shitty show that you call yourself. Like no one would come and watch Daniel Delby. Come up with a better name for your show. Fucking – Actually, go out and market, and spend some money on your marketing. Your, stop um, complaining, man. Your couples, <laughs> the
1: ten day comedy. juice cleanse. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Your, your couples comedy one that'll sell itself. <laughs>
1: Anything to do with like romance or couples sells. Yeah. That's why yeah. Sunday singles are so successful because everybody yeah. can relate to that sort of content mm-hmm. and yeah.
0: show. Just find a niche, I reckon. Even teacher night last night, like mm. I hate to give away How the tricks of the trade. Epic man. Who do you have on? Just Daniel Delby.
1: <laughs> That's uh, Wolfie. Terrible.
0: So uh, me, Wolfie, and then me and Mac Shane did Who's Rhyme and that teaches Frost that they love Who's rhyme, man. Mm. It's like, right. Wolfie yeah. was devastated.
2: <laughs> yeah he's he's mate he fucking judges himself so harshly yeah he's
1: like he's definitely one of those people every time and i love him don't get him wrong but he comes off and he'll just tell me exactly how badly he does it doesn't matter yeah. how well he does yeah he'll be like that was shit yeah but like to be fair like there's a lot of acts that are like that like they just either that or they've just got high standards for themselves yeah
0: i think a lot of comics do have well comics that are gigging at the lounge have high standards for themselves you always want to do As well as you possibly can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And they're so fucking ingrained. Like, if you do a ten-minute set and like two minutes of it didn't really hit like you wanted to, that's what you'll focus on. Yeah, Yeah. you won't be like, I just entertain these people for eighty percent because it's not good enough, man. You want it to be tight, hundred (laughs) percent. Yeah, is that how
1: you do your comedy? (laughs)
0: Straight down the line. (laughs)
1: Because
2: he uh, he was even disappointed with how he went at Regal. (laughs)
0: Like he fucking killed. Like killed. Yeah, but I think he was just. He's Compe- just in his own head because he's competitive. Every joke doesn't get like the biggest round of applause. He's like, "Oh, what? You guys aren't feeling this, are you?" Yeah. He can't say anything. Do you guys find that when you're up here doing stand-up comedy? Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> well, it's the same thing. Like I've I've worked with um, James Acaster. We were at the New Zealand Comedy Fest one. He's exactly the same. Yeah, right. He's such a talent, but he'll come off and just he's so down on himself. Really, and he would have just gone out. I've seen him go out and smash. He's decided he doesn't want to do the show that he's got, and he'll just go out and do like an hour of brand new material that yeah. he came up with before the show absolutely kill it and come off and go it wasn't good enough. Yeah. <laughs> I was like I wish I could right an now and go out yeah. and do that.
0: Yeah. He's fucking good. I like his style, man. What um what's he like off stage? Similar to on or like you know who's got that persona or is he is that a character?
1: quiet keeps to himself, super lovely. That's yeah. so not lovely. a character
0: that he's on stage, it's kind of him or is it a, it's, oh, it's
1: with comedy, I think a lot of people are just exaggerated versions of themselves. themselves on stage.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd agree. Except for Wolfie, that's him.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, no, it's yeah. no yeah. barrier with that.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. So, what, what's your advice to like <clears throat> comedians like trying to get into Fringe or trying to?
0: Uh, yeah, you'd be the best person to hear from. Set their own shows up. So as
1: in like like starting out in Yeah, London let's start from just, the base.
0: Uh, yeah. and we'll, we'll work our way to the shaft I mean, and I, then to the tip.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then. Someone's
0: so, done start, before. Okay, before. So <laughs> something
1: we can all relate to. We'll, we'll, start, yeah. at, we'll
2: start at branchy. Yeah, so start with open micers, trying to get little spots and like uh, how, how you go about doing something like that. I like. always
1: find it really funny because I've been in comedy for about, what, eight? seven or eight years now and i'm still quite young so i find it really funny when i've got older comedians asking me for advice because you book because you're the booker do you even book bro
0: so (laughs) people are like what do what do you need to do to be booked because it's not easy like be good you need to be you need to be good but you need to be in front of a booker because there might be comics that taylor hasn't seen in perth yeah that are doing other little gigs and you'll never know Mm. Do you know what I mean? I'm
1: pretty, I love, like, what I love doing is I'll always go and watch open mic nights. It's a little bit harder with how my schedule is at the lounge, but, like, in London, I would go and do that. And as an agent as well, it's how you spot new talent. Mm -hmm. So I'd go to the open mic nights and just sit at the back, and they wouldn't necessarily know who I am. Mm. But it's, like, the same thing with Perth. Like, there's a lot of acts I haven't had at the lounge, A, because they've not approached me, but also because just, like, I've actually, a lot of them I actually know of, but they don't realise that I know of them. Mm. Um... But, yeah, it's, yeah. Because what's the etiquette?
0: Should, should someone approach you? Or I think a lot of comics, and me especially, like I would sit back and just be like, I'd sort of wait and hope that someone asked me. But yeah, then okay. if you're not in front of them. Has we
1: told you how we met during the that little balance. <laughs> no. So uh, I was out with Mush. Um, yeah. And it was just when I got given the job of the booker and the boys were like, oh, great, like we'll go out and have a couple of drinks kind yep. of thing. Suck and up. we went to Universal Bar, and you were quite drunk. And that's <laughs> not me. <laughs> and uh, Mush just went, "Oh, this is Taylor," and he went, "Oh, nice to meet you," and like tipped his drinks all over oh, me. And, and then Mush t- went, "She's the new booker at the comedy." Yeah. House. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: wow.
1: Well,
0: someone told hey, me he hasn't you, been booked since. Yeah. <laughs> well, someone told me you had to make girls wet. Yeah. So. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I fucking yeah, that was bad, man. Yeah, Kai okay. I don't know if I Was I drunk? I don't
1: <laughs> He I was stayed, sober I, And did it anyway I, Yeah, <laughs> I felt
0: Was it Was that around Mush's birthday as well?
1: Yeah, I think we're out for yeah. Mush It was towards the end of festival
0: Yeah, 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 yeah um, Yeah, because I still had the show the next day I didn't drink a lot But I was just really clumsy Um but yeah sorry about that
3: <laughs>
0: well, well you've got me back tenfold yeah. since then yeah. so oh, many yeah, fucking fair, yeah. vodka <laughs> shots that have ruined like ruined my week bro delby
1: tries to leave she just singles early now because <laughs> i'm she, there she
0: just straight vodka shots around she's like all right my I'm round I'm like, all right bang straight <laughs> yeah. shot you straight guys shot were both shit.
2: actually shocked when i said i wasn't gonna stay and kick on yeah on yeah and um and now I see why you guys just kick on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <it's laughs> Actually, been. I seen I, I, I said goodbye to you and um and and you after I left, and then I seen straight away
0: you were at another bar drinking with.
1: Yeah, yeah. You
0: messaged would- me. Where were you? My, I, I, we were
1: at darts. I ended Darts.
0: <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, fun. I thought that uh, it was just a misspelling when Anna messaged me. I was like, "All right, she's maggot." <laughs> like, "Yeah, dad." I thought she was trying to say, "Like, yeah, dad." Or, uh, I darts, or, or like, "She want a cigarettes or something?" When I read it back the next day, sober, I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> it's the fucking electronic dart." Well, I know I, where you is just that? Come
1: off your. It's um, uh, it's like in that same alleyway, like Uncle Billy's on. Oh
2: yeah, you, okay. not, you go past connections yeah, yeah. and then take a left. It's Can you the play people outside, overseas yeah? in that one?
1: Uh, I don't know. it was the first time I played it it was loads of fun I used
2: to play it in Bali Absolutely that I darts yeah. <laughs> and you can play people from an, like whoever else is playing it in another arcade that's pretty to, cool yeah and you'd it'd be, it, thousands, obviously thousands of them around the world and you'd always pair up with someone from Tokyo or fucking America or whatever and you'd start losing you go fuck you and just, <laughs> <laughs> off and yeah. just leave <laughs> it's international
3: like, can you was, see each
2: other yeah you, there's a screen there and like it shows fuck? what they're doing and then you'd be like fuck you sick in Bali Do you everyone. you keep your dick in or not we're not in Bali yeah. no <laughs>
1: It's a different
2: kind of idea. Yeah, yeah. But so, um, before we get get into that fringe, you just brought up a good thing. How does someone, so like for example, like me, like open mic people on that sort of level, trying to get into like where where do they start to try and get a spot at the at the comedy lounge or something like that?
1: I guess that same thing would be gone.
0: You need years as well.
2: Yeah, of course. But like, what's the process? What would you suggest?
1: Um, I guess that, I guess it depends like whether or not it's your first gig or not. Like the first step is always sending an email and and getting a spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for me, the things I sort of look for. And this is it's interesting that you were saying about like the pro comics when there's there's bits on weekends that don't work. But it's that thing of I've also been working comedy for long enough that even if a bit doesn't work, I can usually see the structure of it and yeah. where you're going with it. and it's amazing to then see that go on and develop and what it's going to become. Yeah,
0: it's cool fun.
1: Um, in terms of like the the open micers, I think it's really important to just be passionate about what you're doing. It, you can tell the ones that are passionate because even on the nights they're not performing, they'll come up, they'll watch, they'll soak up everything. Like I think mm. John Wing is a really good example of that. Like the oh yeah, he wants old. it, hey. He's there every week. Like he, he won, won come uh, down gong. He won watch. gong
2: last week as well. He
1: won gong last yeah.
2: week, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's like 350 prize money in us, something now, isn't it?
1: Yeah, we've put it up to encourage he people. He was so to come ecstatic go. after. He was I like, I need Johnny, a new laptop,
0: like- man. This is so, <laughs> right. this is so handy.
1: <laughs> yeah. One of those shitty little he $300. So
0: <laughs> yeah, so you've driven that prize money because that makes me want to come. Like, I love doing it anyway, but when you break it down in terms of like how busy you are without trying to blow my own. Like, if I've got a wedding mm-hmm. on or something... Yeah. I'd love to come and do stand-up, but you're driving into the city, you're paying for parking, you got three minutes, got you might hosts. not even might get there. Hmm. And then if it's for like a hundred bucks, you're like, fuck, like, yeah, a hundred bucks is great. Doing the spot is good. But if you go there and just get fucking Gonged for trying something new in the first minute, you're like, fuck. It's, it's hard for like. Your whole nights. It's hard
2: for me, for example, as an open micer, I'm not that great, you know, and if I'm trying to work Thank on. Thank God bits, he pointed it <laughs> out. No, <I'm> <laughs> trying to work on a bit, and then you get halfway through, you get two minutes in, and you can get gonged by a chin. It's, it's not the best for developing your craft, it's, I guess. But it's yeah.
1: hard, but it, it teaches you to write short form jokes because mm. you've got to get the audience straight away. So yes. you've got to be bang, bang, bang. Yeah. So it's that thing of like, if you can do three minutes at the gong mm-hmm. in short form, then you're, you're gonna sure have a better be chance at the five minutes. Rather than doing five minutes, it's just gonna suck. Oh shit. Yeah. Out of the
0: oh, like It's good, it's it's instant feedback. I yeah. think about it's shit if you got low confidence though. So. I feel like
2: <laughs> out of the eight times I've done it, I've gotten through three times.
1: That's still pretty good. Like
3: mm,
0: it's I
1: think it's that thing of um, everyone takes it quite seriously as well. I think if you go out and relax and just have, fun, have fun and just you never know how the audience is going to react. Yeah. So you may as well just enjoy it. It's well, an open
0: mic mentality and it takes ages of stage time and years of just not Give it a fuck. Mm. Like,
1: Which is how I've got to where I am. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I've not given yeah, a
0: fuck. Because I used to be like, oh my God, like I need to do go out and do my best now. I'm like, fuck, whatever. Yeah. But I think that comes with comfortability of knowing that you've seen me do well yeah. or whoever's booking or Johnny they've seen me do well I've got Sunday singles which is a constant thing and I'm, I'm kind of like oh cool I'll just go out and do building the your
1: Indian fan base yes <laughs> 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 wow <laughs>
2: that's-
0: building my fan base in Mumbai yeah but then I, I compare that to when I was um, a few years ago when I would do I'm like I need to do well I need to show Johnny that I'm doing well I need to show whoever's on that I'm not gonna and if you fuck up you're like oh my god they think I'm a shit comic like yeah. mm-hmm. but I don't think you go oh that guy's shit you'd be like well he was Shit it, that didn't, night. it didn't hit tonight,
1: didn't but hit that doesn't tonight. mean yeah. they'll go home and analyse it as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that was the hardest thing with the gong, is that you've so much pressure, but that just comes from insecurity. Mm. And once you've got security, then I think you get rid of that. And pressure. then we made
1: the gong bigger, and then
0: yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how some like people say oh
2: you need to do this for gong for example like you need to be fast short sharp but then i watch frankie come out who's just really subtle and like the way she it's does like it doesn't, you don't need to yeah. but like aiden aiden doherty is, yeah. yeah he's like he comes out and he just owns like he gets out he's big loud proud like just gets it going and he often does pretty well as well, it's well. The Like, there's two the different w- genre or two different styles but they both work it's just obviously you just got to be good
1: there's also energy. The audience is going to feed off your energy as well. So if you're going out going, this is going to be shit,
2: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: like subconsciously, they're going to pick up on that. Yeah. But yeah. it's also like when you were saying when you go out and if the material doesn't hit, what you need to remember is that the audience doesn't know that you've missed something or that you've forgotten something. They yeah, think yeah, you've yeah. gone out and done what you've done. Yeah. And then you come off stage and you beat yourself up. But it's only you that knows that. As far as they know, they didn't know that.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And everyone in the green room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, the, uh, the other thing I was going to say uh, for Gong, security, insecurity, um, yeah, getting through. So after you've done that, what are you looking for? Like as a booker, what are you looking for? Consistency, passion. Um, obviously, you've got to be funny. And how much does Johnny, like the owner, for pe- the people that don't know who I'm talking about, how much does he have? Does he have say, or are you 100% the boss? Or does he have favorites where he's like, oh, can we get these guys at the Sons of Fred on this week or, yeah, what's the dynamic there?
1: What am I looking for? Um, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's definitely it's passion, it's definitely consistency. Um, a lot of people don't realise that it's actually quite difficult to make a jump between doing a five minutes and a ten minutes. There's even a jump between doing a ten and a fifteen because um, sometimes you see people go out and do fifteens and maybe eight or nine minutes of that is good and yep. then the other seven minutes is rubbish but they're like, I'm doing paid fifteens and I'm like, yeah, but you're not hitting the paid fifteens.
0: So um, the, are you, um, I can't remember what I watched I think it might have been uh, who was the big fat uh, dude that died in the American every comic But
3: um, <laughs> you um, on stage yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah now it's skinny me um, fuck what's his name uh, anyway Ralphie May he was saying like you should be getting a laugh every 30 seconds is yeah, that what you're I mean, the
1: 30, first 30 seconds are your most important because yeah. um, that is when you establish who you are and the audience is going to make a judgment call as to whether you're funny or not. Yeah. So, the amount of times you see open micers come out, and, and it's so important. And, and I know it's Johnny's favorite phrase to say is that just trimming the fat. Yeah. Because you see them go out and the mm. idea is there, yeah. but there's too much crap in between you saying it and the punchline. Yeah. Like, there's so much you could cut out and turning a five minute story into a three minute story yeah. and making it a lot funnier. Yeah. Mm
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. So um what do you like what do you like?
1: What do I like? Yeah. Like it, in terms of like acts that I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, Amos
2: Gill. Yeah. Oh,
1: man his new bits are so good so as well. Good. He's so it's annoying that he's so good so, <laughs> because he's such a klutz off stage. So good. I couldn't
2: believe how that's the first time i seen him a couple of weeks ago. Really? And I just first loved time? how he took a, a like a pretty intelligent sort of genre and then just Brings he sort of makes it digestible for everyone to be able to understand and just or a well, controversial
0: topic. and makes you like, like very much, and I'm not going to compare Amos and Squirrely, but, but Squirrely style. Yeah, but like and yeah. Amos, they both say something completely shocking, and then make you they make and- you go, Ah, oh, yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: No. Well, it's, it's the same thing with um, Amos. Like he was always good before he left, but then you can see how the states and the scene and how their comedy is has just honed him even more. Yeah. And he's now come back and he's got opinions on things and yeah. like just the way yeah he's developed is amazing. Yeah,
3: mm.
2: yeah, he's fucking he's cruising at the moment.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what do you what do you um prefer? Like, what's your favorite kind of thing? And I know you book your lineups very meticulously, where you'll have sort of a different flavour or a vibe of the night the night that we did the other week with the lads on was fucking sick like it was a lads night man it was like me, Rudes Mush Amos Amos and Wolfie uh, no fuck who was the fifth it was Wolfie wasn't it yeah it was Wolfie was it Mm -hmm. oh Pender it was Pender was it Pender was it Pender no it wasn't it it was it might have been Wolfie no, no, Luke, Joseph, Ryan. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 well, yeah Luke, yeah. we've yeah. got to be last, sorry. So, <laughs> yeah, it was, that was fucking fun, man. That was the first time in the green room for ages where it's been like, yes, this is like... Good. It yeah. was a just proper
1: lads-lads lads, 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 lads as well, lads, not. taking the shit out of each other. <laughs> yeah,
0: and just relax, like, no egos. Everyone was just having a chat, like, wasn't stressed. It was fucking sick. That was really good. Yeah. Is, is that what you look for when you book lineups, or do you want differences, or do you... I am. Um,
1: I always think, and people... Yeah, as as you spend more time in comedy you'll understand this, but I think it's definitely a lineup is like a flow, like you feel the energy. Yep. So you've got to start the energy here and then just bring it up, bring it up, bring it up until you get to the headliner who just Mm-hmm. carries it off again, mm. so it was, like, it was the same thing. I thought we did that with the lineup as well, with Mush hosting and then you coming on closing the first half because you're quite high energy. So then the audience goes into the break more high energy. They have a couple of drinks, they get more amped up, and yeah. then mm-hmm. Amos comes on. Yeah, Amos especially when Amos Del comes Win. on, <laughs> <laughs> finishes
2: with his little rap stuff. It finishes on that music note where yeah. everyone's pumped. Like that's always. Like you great. couldn't
1: have that at the start of a night. That always needs to be a closer for something. A closer of yeah. the first half or a closer. Yeah, because it can't.
0: Half. It's hard to follow like the music you can't stuff. Can't follow isn't music. It? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love how. Uh, every time you say it, it's a little rap he's a little rap he's a little rap thing,
3: little rap thing. <laughs> yeah. it's just a phase <laughs>
0: he's <laughs> well it's only for like one or two minutes yeah. as yeah. that's what I
2: mean yeah. it's a short little part but um not like whose rhyme is an hour of it yeah so yeah. that's
0: um but, well, but it is, but it's not like yeah, it's yeah. all banter down, and it's yeah. cutouts. Delly's doing
1: the kids' show not this week, but next week. So I'm very interested to see how that goes. <laughs> yeah,
2: you, you've done who's rhyme for
0: kids, haven't you? Yeah, Whose
2: nursery rhyme
1: was it?
0: Yeah, well, that's what we've Called coined it, it or something like that. I'm yes. just going to do literally who's rhyme games with the kids, man. Yeah, going to get them to draw, rap about it, and then I'm going to get do a rap about the kid. Like instead of the love song, I do like a- Was that by accident? Yeah, that would
1: be weird if you did a love song to a kid. Yeah.
0: Didn't that happen by accident? Yeah, by accident. And, yeah. At Hillary's Marina yeah. or something like that? That's yeah. Every public gig we've done, Scarborough, Amphitheater, Hillary's Newman, like anything, WA Day, the kids will come up and just draw shit. So yeah. we end up just fucking having 20 kids around us, rapping with kids, getting them to battle each other. And you Which don't is swear? actually hell funny. No, we don't swear. Uh, and if we do, we we blend it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, yeah, we don't. Um, which yeah, is yeah, good yeah. and we do jokes in there for the parents and they love it <laughs> like we've like
1: that's the thing with kids humour it's like if, if, it's a, if it's a kids show and it's the same with the kids shows that we now have at the lounge like I always say to the comics who aren't sure like they've got clean material mm. but they're just like oh I'm not sure I'm like look play to the adults the kids yeah. are going to zone in and out yeah. yeah, so just focus on that it doesn't really double on yeah yeah, um, just
0: like a Pixar movie, just sprinkle a few little yeah. adult jokes in there.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred
0: <laughs> um, percent. I guess what uh, the other question was, we we kind of spoke about it before, but what do you think the etiquette is for um, a comic if they want to? Do they contact you, mm. or do you wait? Do they wait for them you to contact them? Because you're new in the city as well. I know you you know of acts, but maybe not have seen them. What's the um, what's the etiquette?
1: The etiquette for getting gigs. Yeah. Um, I guess if you're a, if you're a pro act, um, I mean I'm an agent so I know what it's like to apply for gigs because I'm representing my acts and I'm putting them forward as well. Yeah. So I know how I would send an email. Yeah. Um, so it's that thing of like you, you put it together, I want to hear a bit about your experience, um, how long you've been going, what other clubs you're doing paid spots at yeah. um, if you're a pro act. Um, so I'm doing paid 15s at the Comedy Store in Sydney, I'm doing paid 15s or paid 20s, or I'm headlining here and here. Um, usually, like, if you want to chuck a couple of references in, that's always good as well, but not always necessary. And then just a clip, just a five minute clip to yeah. your stand up is usually a good way to do cool. it. Because yeah, then, then I can sort of watch it. And you can usually tell within the first minute or two. Yeah. Um, how it's going to go. And yeah. so, you want a
0: high quality clip as well, eh? Nothing just.
1: Yeah. Nothing yeah. that's recorded by like your girlfriend in the crowd. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, a high quality clip. Something that you'd be happy. Uh, the problem with a lot of comedians is they don't treat it like a job. Yeah. And it's it. And I think you and I have had this conversation about it is actually yourself that you're selling in it as a business. Yeah. And a lot of people need to remember that. Yeah.
2: And so, like, at what point do you take a risk on, um, for like a, someone who's coming up through the. Through the ranks, doing pretty well. Like I think I, I remember, was it Tory Griffiths got his first spot like last year or the year before or when, whenever it was, and it was like a it's a progression.
0: When do you take that? That's because they were doing Thursday shows at five o'clock or six o'clock shows. Yeah, okay. So yeah. they had like an opportunity for newer acts to do that six o'clock.
2: And you can sort of ease Spot. them in, or is there, is there a, a point in which you go, so, right, I'm
0: going to take a risk on
2: this guy who's been, or girl who's been doing really well at open mic nights or gong, or is that, you look at that? It's
1: interesting because, and it's like you were saying about being in Australia and New Zealand, it's very different. The UK scene is different again. Mm. In Australia, and particularly with Perth, when I came here, I have a different structure of what I'd expect from acts compared to maybe what's been here previously. But it's that same thing of normally, like, with, for instance, if you look at the Comedy Store in London, you spend four or five years before you even get into the Comedy Store in London. Yeah. So it's like getting to a headline spot in London is hard. It's yep. it's years and years of grafting. It was, whereas when I came here, there were open micers sort of doing the weekends, which was fine for whatever was working at the time. But for me, I expect a lot more from the people that I have on weekends. I also take into account the fact that people are paying $40 a ticket yep. to see a weekend. So mm. I don't want open micers on weekends.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. Um... <laughs> And yeah, I want to see that progression and, and development over time. But I've definitely, I've just got high standards of what I expect for the weekend. So weekends. there's
2: no risk taking? There's no like, um, yeah, like someone that you've seen going well for
0: progressively would, for Would years. you see someone that's got a solid five and just put them on it for five?
1: Um, because I know you want I've that 10 structured, minutes. I've structured the weekends differently. I've done that with a couple of people. Like I did it with the winners of Raw, like Aves and Blake who are great and I think mm-hmm. are going to do things. So the week they won Raw, I chucked them doing five minutes on the weekend. Um, but also, it's that same thing of they might be able to. Anyone can do a good five, but doing yeah. a ten is different again. Yeah, um, oh,
2: I, I I can so see that. Like, I struggle to even have a reasonable yeah. two or three minutes, like yeah. let alone fucking a five. And then the idea of trying to build up to a
0: ten is just
1: yeah. It takes. It definitely takes time. It's just
0: time, man. Time and, sta- and stage time. Yeah. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. And doing a- all the shit gigs. Yeah. Like, like, well, mate,
2: that's this is why, like, up. I spoke to you about it the other day. Like, I felt like, you know, your Kyle Legacies and your Wolfies and stuff. And they always I give me. I they, is your They're coach the ones like, who <laughs> they give me the most shit about, like, mm-hmm. well, they're like, you're a fucking hack. You're so shit. Like, and even Delby will give me shit. Like, and it's good. Like, I like it. it makes me feel yep. a bit accepted. But at the same time, yep. like, I said to Delby, I want to start going to these shitty open mic nights that no one. They're all open micers just so I can sort of. <laughs> I feel like. If it wasn't for the podcast and having these guys on and having these relationships that I built, they wouldn't be doing that. They'd be giving me advice, yeah. Instead, but instead they just call me shit and just fuck off. <laughs> I still do that with the
1: pro acts. Yeah, any always. Like- yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, but that's the thing. The pro acts, they they are fine. Like they but I'm literally, I'm a, I'm still self conscious. I still don't know where I'm at. I'm still fucking. I've only done like twenty spots, so I'm hmm. no, in no way good in, or confident in my abilities at, at all yet. So, um, I feel like I've got to start. Grifty, grifting, grifting—is that the word? Grafting. grafting and just fucking work these shitty rooms. Work with a lot of open micers and sort of. That's if you want talk. to do it, bro. I do. I actually, I, I realized um, about a month ago. I that do. that something you
1: want to do. I do.
2: Are you coming out of and the comedian gotta, closet? Yeah. Yes. So I actually put it on my goal setting thing. I think I sent you is um, more well, more new a goal ma-
1: setting thing. That's so cute. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So
2: more, um, more. New material and just more gigs. Just get better at just stage presence. And it's, I don't care if I get is, a good it's the grafting. If yeah. I can get a good fives to seven, like a good over the next year or two. And then like I was getting bored. And then I realized fuck I've watched some of my best mates who are fucking awesome comedians yeah. do the same best fifteen it's, they've got for all, the last three years. It's <laughs> yeah.
1: all it's all about the work. Like I think a lot of people don't realise that comedy is actually like ninety percent admin maybe 10% of it is actually on stage. I mm. think you'd agree with this because you're one of the busiest people I know. It's yeah. about emailing bookers. It's about getting the gigs. It's For me, it's not sitting around waiting for somebody else to give you the opportunities. Yeah. If I was sitting around waiting for people to give me the opportunities,
0: yeah, you'd then be still I'd, in New I'd Zealand. still be in New Zealand. Yeah. So uh, it's like,
1: it's, it's going out there and doing it for yourself and... You know, if, if you're not getting booked at the comedy lounge or you're not getting booked at a club because you're not good, good enough, go and gig around somewhere else Get for better. six months and playing different rooms, you're going to learn how different audiences respond. Like a lot of the open micers, like some of my favourite ones are the ones that come in and they'll bring like 20 members of family and friends. It's their first gig. Yeah. Um, they'll smash <laughs> it. Generally, most people's first gig goes pretty wow. well. Yeah, because you've got your support um, there. You've got yeah. your support network there, but it's harder to then make a room of people laugh in a bar that didn't know the open mic night was gonna be on and they're yeah. sitting there having a drink with their mates, if you can make them laugh, mm. yeah. then being in front of an audience that's paid to watch comedy is gonna
0: be so much easier. Amazing. Yeah. It's a yeah. good point you make because <clears throat> I never I used to sit around and wait and then the minute I was like, fuck it man, I wanna do this. Yeah. I put my goals down. I still haven't hit my headline at Comedy Lounge goal but <coughs> I put it <him> down. <laughs> <that> same thing <laughs> but you- then I was like, fuck it, man, I'm going to do as much as I can. And within a year of putting my goal on, I got my first spot at the lounge, mm-hmm. which was, I think 10. Well, it's, it's something you're working towards. Yeah. The thing? If
1: you came to me and said, I want to work towards being a headline spot, I'd sit yeah. down with you and go, okay, this is how we're going to do it. Do you yeah. know what cool. I mean? It's just,
0: which is my next question for people that are doing support spots to headline. Mm. What's the progression? Cause there'll be lots of, lots of dudes listening and girls and, people, I should say, mm. uh, <laughs> <It's 2021. Yeah. laughs> that are, are looking at the next step. What's what's your biggest advice? Um, Stepping going up to
1: headline spot. Oh. Mate, it, honestly, it's just consistency. Yep. And it's that same thing of uh, if I can see that your 10's going and you say, look, I want to work towards a 15, I'm like, all right, well, I need to see you working that five in. Then I need to see you putting it together. It's it's it's. I know that there was – a lot of people are a bit iffy if they're not getting weekend spots or headline spots, but I'm like, okay, well I've got Amos skill headlining this week and are you going yeah. to go out and kill harder than Amos Skill. Yeah. No, am. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's sort of, it sounds horrible, but I'm just like, this is the bar. It's a business. If yeah. you can, yeah. if you think you're going to go out and do 20 minutes better than Amos Skill, then I will book you to headline. Yeah.
0: Mm. And what's your uh, opinion on, because everybody uh, that I've spoken to um, in the scene, they're always afraid to do their newer stuff. At the lounge, that's why everyone falls back on the ten. Like I love doing a different set between gigs because it just, just for my own sanity, yeah. and I've know that you know this ten or this ten will work or, or, or a mixture of the two. What's your opinion? What's your advice when people want to throw new stuff in if you're on at the lounge because it's always a risk because like you've said, people are paying money for the ticket, and then you want to show that you can do different than your normal stuff because a lot of comics got fuckloads. So it's like
1: with the open mic and the gong, that's what they're there for. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's what they're there for. When it comes to the pro acts, if I've got you on the weekend, then I know that you've been doing it a while. Yeah. So it's like the same with Wolfie. Wolfie's not wanting to headline and do stuff at the minute, but he's absolutely loving, because I've changed the structure of how the weekends work. So it's now MC, there's three 10-minute spots, then a break five minutes from the MC, then a 20-minute headliner. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it gets through the acts. The sets are short enough that it leaves the audience wanting more. Mm. Um, and then we get the repeat audience coming back, which if is everyone
2: great. everyone sticks in so Wolfie's <laughs> loving the, the 10...
1: He's loving the 10-minute spots. If you've been doing it a while, then you can... Do you know what I mean? Like, I know that you're going to sandwich it in between... Like, if it's a line or two here and there, I know you're going to sandwich it between the other material. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not... Do you know what I mean? I, I trust... That you're a good enough comic that it's yeah. not going to be an issue. Yeah. But it's also, I guess, I know that Johnny says this as well. If we're paying you to do your best the spot, then yeah. we expect you to do the best. But if it's a line or two here and there that's sandwiched between stuff that works, then go for go it. For it.
0: Mm. Yeah, cool. Um, what were we going to tail back to? Um, fringe, fringe itself. Fringe.
2: Like, how do you how do you set up a good fringe? Uh, well, trying yeah. to get fringe spots, like for an open micer, like I. I use charity off Delby. Delby's given me a couple of little spots, a couple of little sh- ru- shows he's running. Delby's and- his own
1: charity. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. So Ladies. Like, um, <laughs> but for – and again, we'll start with someone in my category trying okay. to – Maybe get spots, like I know Joe White tries to help people out and there's some, like they try to do that, but what's the best start for someone like that? Just
1: hustling, like Mm. um, in terms of gigs, so this is just something I do personally, but it's also because I love spreadsheets, you know I love spreadsheets. Um, What I do is when I'm travelling around the festivals around the world, um, I've done most of the major ones, the only one I haven't ticked Mm -hmm. off is Montreal, that was supposed to be 2020, but that's been pushed back. Mm -hmm. Um, What I do is whenever I meet a promoter, I write their name, I've got spreadsheet. depending on where I am in the world, there's a different tab for it, and yeah. I'll write the name of the promoter, their contact email address, phone number, whatever, um, link to the Facebook page or the website, and then that way whenever I go back to that particular area of the world, I've sorted. already got a list of who to contact when I'm going.
0: Yeah, that's killer. Yeah.
1: Um, which I think is a really good piece of advice for anybody starting out in stand up as well. Yeah. Um. A lot of it is just grafting and showing up. Yeah. Like turning up and just even if you're not on the gig, watch as much comedy as the as you can. That's where you're going to learn.
0: Yeah, watching Amos was awesome for me over the weekend. It's it was also nice.
1: it's interesting when we've got a bigger act in as well because I watched. I know when I flew Brendan Lovegrove over from New Zealand, the people that were on that week. I th- were you on one of those weeks? No, I
0: had weddings. Yeah, yeah I maybe missed Brendan's one. You were Brendan's weekend one. after that. I, was, I, saw, I saw him on the Sunday. before he was flying out.
1: Yeah. Um, I watched – all the locals on that weekend were great, but I watched them just step their game up a bit because there was like – do you know what I mean? Like there was a new person coming in who was good, and they just went, right, we've just got to step it up a mark, which is really cool as well.
0: Yeah. Watching Amos made me realise how far I've got to go, man. Mm. It's like – But even
2: because I've been watching – You've probably so – I don't know if you know this, but me and Delby, like, we went to high school together, but we probably – we, <laughs> we probably, bro-vet. like, we kept in touch, but just it was, like, v- vaguely, like, here and there, we'd see each other, and then I
0: – What
1: I, were you guys, like, at <clears> high school?
2: Yeah, just good mate, a bit rivals, actually, in, in regards oh, to Oh, really? Sporting. Sport,
0: yeah, well – Different footy teams. We he was just, champion, boy. I was runner-up. We both took the piss out of Corey Green as well. Yeah, yeah. he was. Is shit. That what
1: brought you together? <laughs> 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 no,
0: um,
2: uh, so yeah, but we're um, drama
0: kids, really. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, you're still dramatic now, so yeah. I just, wanna, I then just then have when, to look at your but life. I, I had to stop backwards. and
0: do chemistry instead of drama. <laughs> <laughs> just fucked. Yeah, yeah. So Delby. um was uh, oh, that what filming- you do Sunday singles? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: love chemistry. Yeah. I ended
2: up filming a um, – I, ju- I was trying to build my temp- my sort of portfolio and I just said to Delby, I'd love to film a like a live show. I'll come and film yours. It's like a, a bit of a portfolio. And then that sort of connected there. And I remember watching that one going like it was a 30 year single the first time I'd seen it and I was like yeah he's pretty good like I didn't think he was I
1: really gr- hope you're yeah. still single in 30 years and it's 60 years single <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just do one every
2: just single double. year well, well yeah. this one's 33 he's, years uh, single yeah. I'm, I'm gonna is do a sequel yeah. but that's I was funny. I was impressed I was like oh fuck that's pretty good I didn't think it was groundbreaking no offence Delby or anything like that <laughs> well <but laughs> I was pretty fat so <laughs> that's, <great>. <laughs> that's your next but I was name on like,
1: like, the line not groundbreaking
2: yeah but when people would ask how how he was like lots of our friends for whatever reason hadn't come and seen you I hadn't come and seen my friends yeah. still haven't
1: seen me. Do you think um, people just don't quite believe what you – Do you know what I mean? 100%. Like people don't yeah, quite understand. they like, oh, they've got a little bit of a comedy. They, got a little they don't understand what 100%. It is. Oh,
0: yeah. how's your little comedy? It looks like yeah. it's going good. How's and then your, when they come, they're like – How's little rap thing you do in the room? Yeah. <laughs> they're like, what the fuck, man? That yeah. was awesome. That was so much fun. I, go, I can't believe it. It's like, yeah, I've been fucking telling you for five years. Yeah. Come and just – come to a comedy night, it's a fucking awesome experience, man. I
1: think a lot of people don't realise it's something you can do as a job. Like I yeah. know that I've still got, I don't have many friends from when I was at school, but it was like yeah. the couple that are on my Facebook always like, oh, your life looks so amazing. And I was like, I don't think you understand how <laughs> yeah. much I work. Yeah, yeah. I travel yeah. a lot and yes, that's a lot of fun, but like my days are just Hectic. packed between the lounge, the UK, New podcasts. Zealand, Australia, yeah. podcasts.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but the um, as what I was saying was like, he started out like when I first saw him and I'm sure there was a lot before that, but yeah. when. I first saw you it was like yeah he's pretty good like fucking I would pay to go see him um but now I watch him like and I was I've said to you a couple of times not to fucking big him up too much but like he's just progressed especially yeah. in the last 12 months it's just yeah, it's, been and
1: that's the best thing I don't know that kind of stuff. and I've,
2: I've said it's a bit more about like you the way you hold yourself on stage is probably different like it seems
1: stopped holding his dick yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah it just seems
2: more like he does he's he does more like um not character-based, but, like, you do some, you're a bit more flamboyant, do some things like that, like, body Yeah, like, yeah. he does... Like, he's,
0: he's, right, he's... Yeah, he's getting into a different more act sort out. of... Well, I'm more secure act-outs, but I think that's come with Sunday singles committing, as well.
1: Committing to the bit is really important yeah. as well. If, if you're going to go on that. and do a dance... You've yeah. got to do the dance. You can't go halfway through and go, eh, I don't yeah. know how I feel about this. Yeah. I don't like
2: to big him up too much, but yeah. He's he's doing pretty – he's, he doesn't do, he's a done very well. Do but <laughs> then for you to say that like you can see – and you can see the difference and nothing – again, nothing, nothing against Delby, but you can see the difference between yeah. you guys and then Amos. And it's then huge. Amos is fucking – It's then a then golf, you, you got You've like, Amos and he's opening up for Jim Jeffries, and then and that's the next one.
0: Like. Yeah. And so it's like this – It's good. You never get comfortable. Yeah. yeah. So well, that's the
1: thing. You're always – I've definitely got this thing where I – I'm always looking, I'm, I like to be challenged. I'm always looking for the next thing to yep. do. I'm like, everyone's like, oh, you done this and you're only like 21. And I was like, yeah, but it's not good enough. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what you need. You need the thing. hunger. Yeah.
0: You need it. Otherwise you get comfortable. Yeah. Um, otherwise people do it
1: as a hobby. It's more of a hobby. It's either a job or a hobby.
2: Yeah. So that's what it started out as for me as a as a hobby. And it's still, I guess, technically. <coughs> it's still technically is. But I literally a month ago went, no, I want to. I'm actually. I really want. I like. That I like it. I get. I've started to get anxious when I want to do stand-up comedy. For me, that's something that's a sign of like, oh, you really want this. The anxiety of it. So that's. Um, that means. I think, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to chase it a little bit harder over the next two to three years, and yeah, and um, and st- start to get like a good five minutes <laughs> going. But yeah, and then work on some jokes that I've already got.
1: Well, so. I guess, I guess to that point, for a lot of people in comedy, and I know that you've you've just hit that point where you're like, right, at the end of this year, I'm stepping back, I'm yeah. going to do comedy full time. It does get to that point where you got to make that decision. Yeah, but is that. Uh, I think I was chatting. I was chatting with a friend about this yesterday. It definitely gets to that point, and you've just got to go. Right, this is what I want to do. Mm. And if that's the only thing you've got to rely on, you'll find a way to make it work.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you make it it happen. You graft. You work hard. Sunday Singles has helped heaps because that's – I used to be so scared to do crowd work and improv and then just doing Sunday Singles where it's all improv, it's fucking like –
1: and it's with repeat so audience as well, it makes your brain turn over and you're ticking over stuff as well. Yeah. Like the amount of times you and Simone have been sitting in the green room and you're like, right, we're going to go out and just try a new five or yeah. try a new ten at the top.
0: Yeah, it's it's almost like our open mic where. Yeah, you to get try, to try all the five stuff. I still want it to There's be just go well. At the back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, that's the thing. It's such a riff based show. Like you can sort of just go with it yeah. if it's. Yeah. I wish I was recording. Every show because there's some risks that I could take. I mean, no, you into probably picks. could ask the
1: boys; they'll have it on. Yeah, they've got footage. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, Every time I've asked, I've only got like the the little clips. I'd love to just get the raw. Yeah, because I think they film it and they cut it up, they and it up. takes so much
2: data. Yeah, <laughs> like,
1: and so much time; it's so time consuming. Yeah. The boys,
2: like Dan and Dan and Dan, um, uh, the boys and um, Jamal, have been telling me just like <laughs> how much they're doing doing with the uh, the this the comedy. School thing? Uh, oh, the course. yeah, the
1: comedy course. And yeah, that was fun.
2: This is why I told Johnny I wouldn't do it because <laughs> yeah, hours into editing it is just ridiculous, and filming it was obviously was a lot such of work.
1: That was such an interesting. Again, like I said earlier, it's such a weird thing because I'm still quite young of of being like, can you give us advice on how to do it? And yeah. I'm like, you're like 40, you should be telling me how to live life. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. but if you're you're a prof- what I guess I'd say is a professional, and you've got more experience. You've been in different cities.
1: Well, that's, You've I been think, around. if you want to get better at comedy as well, I know it's tricky with COVID, but it's honestly just travelling and performing in front of different audiences. Yeah. And it's the same thing, like, the first year I turned up to Edinburgh, I think I had 500 bucks in my bank account. Yeah. I, like, I would paid off all my accommodation stuff, but I had 500 bucks or whatever to last me the yeah. month before I got paid. Mm. Um, and I remember my mum saying to me before I flew out, she's like, do you think this is even worth it? And I was like, it's absolutely going to be worth it. It's that all same the thing. I was like, this is what I'm doing going to Edinburgh is like... That's great. It's, it's Woodstock. Do you know what I mean? And she was like, you sure this is a good idea? And yeah. I was like, yeah, it's going to be a good idea. It's going to be worth it. And that opened the doors to meeting Get Comedy and the agency. I'd love to
0: go over, man. I, once once everything's open and COVID's gone. Need a videographer. Sick.
1: Yeah. I always, I just,
0: my first year, I'm just going to go over and just check it out do it. try these guest spots that's the way to do it yeah. this
1: is what i say to all the acts like i want to go to edinburgh i want to go to melbourne i want to do this like particularly acts coming here as well and i'm look go over for two or three weeks yeah. just do spots like suss it out see the venue see how it runs rather yeah. than turning up not knowing your way around yeah. not knowing anybody and how to do anything and you, what you got to remember is that there's hundreds of thousands of comics hundreds of thousands of performers you're one in amongst yeah. that and yeah. people don't know who you are
0: go treat it like an apprenticeship yeah, and no, then fresh. come
1: back the following year with a show and an idea of how it works and some contacts for gigs.
2: Yeah. So is that Delby's progress progression for like a Melbourne
0: next year? That's what I want to... Have
1: you done Melbourne and stuff before? I've, I've, have you done Adelaide? Not
0: properly. I haven't done anywhere properly. I did like two gigs in Melbourne um, and... But that wasn't for Melbourne International? No, nah, right? I was just over um, for the grand final. I was like, I want to try and get a gig in. Yeah. But because of school and mm-hmm. weddings, mm-hmm. it's been impossible. So but now that I don't year. have... Now that I don't have school, I'm going to be able to go over mm. whenever the time comes, but um, and check it out. And I'm, you know, Mickey D is going to be a great contact. He's really supportive. What an average headline. I actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I love that
1: everybody's loving Mickey. Mickey arrived this morning, and it was I shared it on my Facebook that Mickey was coming, and I just I didn't realize I knew that many Mickeys and just like everyone jumped in the comments, going, "What the fuck is this? What do you mean it's your favorite
0: Mickey?" Like, well, that's a good question. Who's your favorite actor to watch?
1: Mm. in terms of like like locally or just? Just anywhere. Like my favourite comics.
0: Like someone you could watch, like me personally, I could watch Wolfie every single time and laugh every time, even though I've heard the jokes a thousand times, (laughs) every time I'll laugh. So like someone like that where it doesn't matter how many times you've seen them, you're going to laugh every time.
1: I am, um, I think locally, I'd probably say Wolfie and Sons of Fred. Yeah. Um, it's
0: always funny, yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Just yeah. fun
2: as well, yeah. Sons of Fred. Like, it's like just they're
1: just great people. They'd like, if there's a great Green Room Award, like, yep. they'd win it 100% yeah. hands down. Um, I think back in New Zealand, probably Brendan Lovegrove, cool. who I've brought over. He's amazing. And there's another comedian called Nick Rado that's pretty fantastic as
0: Rado? Well.
1: Rado? Rado, yeah. He's really, really good. Um, and then probably internationally, in terms of acts that I work with, I think Emmanuel Sanubi, okay. who's um, Where amazing. Are they from? He's just filmed live at the Apollo, so we're cool. excited for him. Sick. Um, same uh, thing, I yeah. could watch him all the time. And there's another comedian I also look after called John Hastings. He's Canadian. He hosts... I know that name. Yes, he's great. He um, he hosts the Late and Live in Edinburgh that starts at one, goes to three in the morning. He hosts it every single weekend. And he's also Sick. one of the, he's like yourself, like he's one of the hardest working comics I've ever met. Amazing writer, but just his crowd work and improv skills are just unmatched. Sick. Like, and Particularly in front of like 400 mm. drunk Scots oh, at yeah. sort of three in the morning. He <laughs> yeah. can just, I've seen some amazing stuff happen Sick. at Late and Live with Hastings. Fuck, I'm
0: so keen to go and get over there.
1: So
2: you've done, you, you've worked with some, it looks like, you've worked with some very big names. I've seen you put up a little story, was it a story of uh, Stephen K. Amos the other day? Yeah, uh, that was
1: one of the gigs I stage managed before. I had a mate who ran a gig and he needed a stage manager and I only lived down the road and I was like, yeah, I'll come down to it. And it was Stephen, I've known Stephen for a long time. So I was like, cool, this will be fun. That's (laughs) Rory's boyfriend. (laughs) 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 Um,
2: uh, Who who are the biggest names that you've sort of worked with?
1: Um, I, I mean, through New Zealand was Scott. I've I met like a lot of the up and comings that are there. So I've worked with like Ed Byrne, James A. Caster. Ed and-
0: Byrne babysitted me when I was 10.
1: Really? Yep. How, what is the story behind that?
0: Well, um, that comic that you met the other week in the green room. Yeah. So I was over in Melbourne and um, Ed and Brendan Burns were there. And then, um, yeah, uh, Ed was there for Melbourne Comedy Fest and babysitting took me to Luna Park, looked after me.
1: He would have loved Lunar Park more than you did, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that
0: was uh, fourteen years, 24 years ago. Wow. Crazy. I saw Chris I Franklin two. do, do <laughs> fuck, I saw Chris Franklin do Bloke, I think, for the first time I, when think I, was I, 10. I
1: Before I clicked as to what that meant, I thought you said, I saw Chris Franklin do a Bloke. And I was <laughs> <close>. <laughs> uh, what sort of what was happening in Lunar Park? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, so it was a bit of a uh, flashback um but yeah so you got Ed Byrne who else
1: uh who else have I worked with? I've worked with like Ed Gamble and all those they've all come through so right, New Zealand yeah um, Ursula obviously cool. um when I got to Edinburgh I got to be the producer on Whose Line Is It Anyway Sick. that was a very that was very much like a childhood dream comes wow. true yeah. so I got to work with like Clive Anderson Mike McShane Epic. Tony Slattery all those kind of people oh, wow. so that this was very sick. yeah yeah. That's my dream, man. That I was a very surreal Hence experience. Hence, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll book you and you can come and do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got to do that. Uh, I got to work with Ari Chauffeur. That was very cool. Cool. Oh, wow. Um, What's
0: he like of- off stage? Was he a dick?
1: No, super lovely. Cool. Super lovely. Oh, it was wow. a very- um, How tall? <laughs> quite tall, actually. Yeah. Oh, really? He- um, he actually knew who I was before I met him, which was quite weird. So oh, it was wow. like, I turned up for the sort of meet and greet for our acts, and he just came up to me and went, you're Taylor. I've heard so much about you. Cool. Yeah, I so don't know if he was in Melbourne or something, and okay. we must have been in a similar group, and he was like, oh, super lovely. Cool. Um, who else have I worked with? Um, like Milton Jones. Yeah. and um, Milton
0: Jones is fucking funny, man.
1: All those kind of people. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those things like when people ask, I never can quite remember because I've worked with so many different people. But yeah. I've, I've been very lucky. Very early on in my career to be picked up by people who saw something in me, who yeah. let me work with these bigger shows. It's so they're literally just like, this is a show. Here you go. And I'm like, you sure? And they're like, yeah, yeah it's fine. Off you go.
0: <laughs> what's the What's your best marketing techniques, actually, if you do want to share or don't want to share? What do you find? <laughs> my best
1: marketing techniques? Yeah. Like Because you have to, if you're producing like a that, show, yeah. well, like you so net bums on seats. Yeah, because
0: Delby's is like, pick a name. Like, Delby's pick, pick is pick a picking
1: good. up people at Sunday Single.
0: <laughs> <laughs> pick a name, pick a niche, and I put money into the marketing side of things, but- because Facebook is so far better art right for me, Facebook and Instagram. Facebook
1: and Instagram are where it's at. Instagram mm. seems to be the big thing at the minute, like with mm. smaller clips and stuff like that. Um, when it comes to fringe shows, I think you're right in figuring out who your market is.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, online advertising super important. I'm a really big fan of posters and flyers. I know some people aren't, but obviously I've worked Edinburgh and it's all about postering and flyering. It's also mm. all about word of mouth. Um, when it comes to my acts as well, I book them into as many spots as I can, or I'll put. Like, yeah. When it comes to Alan, I don't really have to because we've yeah. got so many shows. But if you're exit flying, if you're doing ten shows a mm. night and you're exit flying two hundred people a show, you will at least get twenty or thirty tickets out of that, Yeah. Uh-huh. if not more than that. Yeah. I think it's just about being seen, about being proactive. Don't do your show and go home. Go hang out at the artist bars. Go go watch other shows, go get to know the other comedians. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: That's one thing I haven't done at Fringy's Network enough because I'm doing like Come hang out five. with me.
1: It's the one thing I'm actually yeah. going <laughs> <laughs> you know that, you're like bottle yeah. of wine, you're like where's Taylor, oh she's gone. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: it's uh, that scares me though because I'll be hungover every day. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, I definitely don't yeah. remember
1: any of Perth Fringe 2019. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was no, like, just... I know I was there. There's photos of me there. Can yeah. tell you what happened. Because
0: after doing four or five shows in an hour, four or five hour shows in a night, you're like, oh fuck, I just need to Watching, sit down and lie down.
2: As considering last year there was basically no com- competition with international acts or Everybody half the sold interstate sold so acts well could. last year as well. I mean, blokes like yourself, um, Pinda, Rory, these um, sorts like even the, the motherhood, they were, like, running.
0: Yeah. scooter. Did you I, get a scooter? I bought a scooter. Still, bought a scooter.
2: Entire. And you'd see, I think, yep. um, yeah. <laughs> everyone, like, everyone was just running between gigs. Yeah. It, was, it looked insane.
0: I just – Well, Alan's gigs were, like, fuck, trying to fit I in as Tetris. I think we had uh,
1: <laughs> that third, fourth weekend of Fringe, I had 38 shows. On a Saturday yeah. that we were producing, is just like, <laughs> and it's the same thing. I probably should add Thomas Green into my list of people that I could constantly watch. He's
2: yeah. he's great, hey. Yeah, he's, he's just. He was yeah. supposed to come on the podcast before he went to London, and what happened? There was a his flight. So I think he got kicked out of the country, eh? Yeah, yeah his like flight like. got changed. Anyway, he couldn't. He was like, I can get on this afternoon. I have. I'm going tomorrow. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, I'm getting. I'm getting out. Yeah. Um, but which, same thing,
1: He, I think he, his record, I think, between doing our gigs, I think doing crushes and a few others, it was like 14 spots, Yeah. Um, which is just insane. But it adds up. If you're doing 14 spots night. every Saturday and if you're doing four or five on weeknights, if you think about it, like $200, $300 pop, yeah. adds up at the end.
0: Yeah, fucking nice. Yeah. And, and fuck, and it gets you just that much better because you're in front of that many different Oh, you're crowds.
1: so match fit by the yeah. time you come to the end of it. It's like Edinburgh. Everybody's so match fit. And yeah. then you go back onto the circuit and just go, right, here we go.
0: Yeah, step it up. <laughs> Mm. Cool, hip fringe Uh, I'm going to take off in about 15 or 20 minutes Okay, cool Finally (laughs) (laughs) No, it's been good Let's just have some bants, man What else has been going on? Fake news, Taylor We do a little thing about I guess if there's anything That you've heard about yourself That you've gone, what the fuck
1: As a girl in comedy That's pretty broad (laughs) Yeah, right
0: Yeah, anything Because we have rumours about ourselves That we'd heard That are complete bullshit What rumours have
1: you got about yourselves?
0: That I've got a big dick I, yeah.
1: started, I, I started that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: you didn't tell. Or me. like, start, it could just be anything in your hometown. Like old wives' tales. Like, we had a, a teacher at our school that was banging. Um, yeah. One of the year twelves. Was it you? No, oh, it was a, few. <laughs> no, no, it's a good mate. close friend of ours as well, and it was uh, true. Yeah. Okay. Female teacher banging. Um, That's uh,
1: interesting that it's that way around. Mm. Okay. Less
0: less uh, jail time there. Whenever it's the other way around.
1: Oosh, there you go. Ooh.
0: Yeah. yeah. But so
2: that's a bit of fake news that yeah. end up being real. <laughs> but yeah. have you heard? Any so, if rumors? anything, it
1: was real news. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, Is there any rumors about yourself that you've heard that you're like, what the fuck? How did we hear that? Yeah.
1: I've definitely slept with a lot of interesting people. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Curry. <Giles. laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll just add that one to the list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's it's interesting, like. I mean, uh, this is a big topic of conversation anyway, but it's really interesting being a girl in comedy. And I think it's because I started out quite, I started when I was about 17, 18. And when I started in New Zealand, there wasn't actually that many women, maybe four or five of us. And in now New there's Zealand? a lot more. In New, Z- yeah, in New, Zealand. New Zealand? Yeah, in New Zealand. Yeah. I mean, we only got electricity last like, yeah, week yeah, anyway, yeah. so it's like, <laughs> you know, there's like, oh, woman. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> so, yeah. what was this? <laughs> That's
3: ooh, woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, being a woman in comedy, if you spend certain amount, like just hanging out with these people, you hang out with more than other people. Yeah. Um, a lot, or just like there's comedians I get on with that I spend a lot of time with, but like they always assume that you're sleeping with them or yeah. whatever's going yeah, on. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, I hang out with you all the time, and we're not having sex, like.
0: Yeah. Um, um, while you're awake.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that you know yeah.
2: about. <laughs> Random question, because cause you talk about. Uh, what you doing comedy from young um, and the magician stuff? Like, yeah. do you know any magic tricks? Mm.
1: Uh, yes, I do. I have like a love hate relationship with magic. I, I think. love magic so yeah. much. <laughs> Is yeah.
2: there is there anything like uh, we uh, we can't do it now for the story uh, for the podcast, but uh, a magic trick you can do on our Instagram after, and we can use that to promote? Oh, I, I, could, like, you while you're in I here. don't
1: want to be known for magic. Yes, it's yes. like fuck. Man, the, this magic. Is the worst we just thing Show
0: it to us on a night out. Okay, yeah. yeah. We'll bring a <laughs> p- deck of cards. I'll get you cards. super drunk,
1: and you'll be like, "That was amazing." Cards. Oh, yeah, I could do some card stuff, I reckon. Yeah,
0: cool. Okay, we'll bring it I love magic yeah. now. I know I've got a little fucking little stash of my own tricks, which I fucking do. just hang out in your bedroom. This Mate, is why you're 33 years single. That's it. So <laughs> so like, so I'm going to make my dick disappear yeah. get ready.
1: <laughs> <So> <laughs> Inside maybe, you. Um, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> correct. Maybe two weeks from now Sunday singles not this Sunday but
1: Sunday. yeah I'll get up and I'll, do five I'll minutes I'll come and yeah. have yeah. Um,
0: a, a few beers and we'll actually that'd be sick if you did a five minute magic spot that'd be so funny <laughs> just do no it. context so I'll just walk up and do, do that it. And that would nothing. be so funny oh, like at the be, end when someone goes Damon's got a very special trick I'll like, go yeah it's my assistant,
1: the yeah. We could do a magic routine. That'd be super funny. That
0: would be funny. But do it hell cheesy. Yeah. Like do the hands and do just hell <laughs> just hell cheesy, man. We'll get,
1: like we'll get all the glitter costumes and dress up. Yeah,
0: and I'm keen, okay, man.
2: And did you yeah. do much? Should we
1: do it? I'm keen yeah, as fuck. Yeah. yeah, let's do yeah.
2: it. I, didn't know, I don't know if we really touched on this much. Did you actually do a lot of stand-up comedy when you were younger or more specific, like just being on stage? I did. I
1: found that I was – better at writing for other people. I really struggled to write for myself. Yep. So I work with a lot of comedians, particularly when I'm Edinburgh shows and solo shows and stuff like that. I work as a creative producer. So mm-hmm. I do you not know, like, I think you've noticed this, like you'll come off and I'll be like, have you thought about yeah, this or this? this, this yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. um, which I try yeah. not to do a lot. More little, gorilla. Yeah, more, more, more <laughs> gorilla. Yeah. This man. Um, I try not to do too much of it, but I love working closely with my ex to work on stuff like yeah. that.
0: Cool. I like just doing that. If you hear something, you go, oh man, here's a, I felt bad, but I'm like, oh. You I'd gave me this a line turn. the other day
1: as well about another. Hey, let's bit not that talk I about drugs. But
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, always
2: yeah. done that for me so many times, even though what, I'm drugs. Like, well, I, 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 I'm sp- obviously someone who specifically needs the help, but I, I'm sure like you've got if, a line
1: across here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: but
2: but um, I, I surely put, like dude. Like the higher end comedians get offended when you say, "Oh, you could do this." I like- feel
0: like it's about comfortability. Like if you feel you've got that relationship where it's not like, "Hey man, should you try this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know Amos, and over the weekend I got to know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had a tag, and I was like, "Fuck, he's so much better than me." But we'll we'll bounce along when he came up. I just said, "Oh man, that joke's hell funny. Have you tried this?" And yeah. he goes, "Yeah, that's sick. I'll try it." I was like,
1: "Amos is funny." Like I remember at Perth Fringe. So like I'm not normally comfortable giving feedback. Like mm. even when the open mic has come up and go, how did I do? I was like, if you really want to, like when you do well, I'll come up and tell you. If you have to keep coming and asking me. Then, then it's you haven't done you, it yeah. well. Oh, it's not that well. yeah she's never come up to done, <laughs> Well, it's not that they haven't done well, but it's kind of like the day that I do come up and say that you did well, you know. Yeah, I, I just like, if it was up to me, I'd come in the back once the show started and then I'd slip out again yep. before the show ended so I don't yep. have to talk to people. Yep. But it's the same thing with Amos. Like I remember Perth Fringe a couple of years ago. And it was before he was doing the venue that, that I helped book with Alan. Um, and he literally turned out, he's so cute. He had his show notes and it was all like laminated and put together and he just come down and I was sitting having dinner. It was like one o'clock in the morning, had a few beers and just sits down next to me and goes, right, we're going through my whole show. And I was like, do well, we have to do this now? And he's like, yes. And just like, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> I,
1: um, yeah, I love bouncing on people and chatting. Yeah.
0: I think I'd love it, man. If someone's got a better line. Yeah, Why yeah, yeah. wouldn't you want it? If they're happy to help you, yeah. then fuck, go for it, man. Yeah, 100%. The only part, time is when you come up with a great line and someone says it, it's so bittersweet because it crushes and you're like, oh, fuck, so funny, man, yeah. I thought of that, and you now he's killing with it. Well, it's like, I you, did, um you'd rather hear it than never hear it.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it's also that thing when you see someone go out and do your idea and you're like, fuck, fuck I thought oh, of that I th- and I didn't do anything with it. Yes. And, yeah.
0: That's the most frustrating, man. Or when someone thinks of a concept so simple mm-hmm. and it's so funny, it's that good, you go, why the fuck? Yeah. Didn't, didn't it, I think of that? Yeah. And it's goose uh, juice. Go get it. Yeah. Your yeah. Cup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or just, yeah, Wolfie's bit about the, have you ever thought about putting your lips on the cup? You fucking bitch. Yeah. It's just so. so, good. so it's,
1: like it's so true. so simple. simple. <laughs> yeah. Was, um, yeah. I, I, um, uh, I did so I was writing for other people and I was writing for the TV shows and stuff like that but then one of the writers on the TV show said oh, I think you should give stand-up a go and write for yourself and so I did that I think about 2015, 2016 and then I got through to the, I think it was the Raw semifinals or whatever it was mm-hmm. for New Zealand and then I just sort of died off after that because that's when my career really started taking off and so it's that thing of particularly now as the booker like I, I do have ideas and stuff like that but also if I go and do it everyone's going to turn up do you know what I mean? I couldn't do it anonymously yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if you were going to do it, you'd have to crush.
1: That's, yeah. See, yeah. that's the thing. Yeah. yeah.
0: You'd have <laughs> to crush. Not that I wouldn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then finally, we were
2: talking about this just before mm. uh, the show. We're not going to rag on them too much, but like, obviously, we've, we've sort of learned a hard way through like doing our show through Regal. Yeah. Still turn a profit, which was great. Like, mm-hmm. the fuck, like, getting like a lot of money taken out of it through ticket tech.
0: And take these prices. sorts of things, showbiz baby, you get fucking do the stuff, and then Bucked everyone up the ass rates Everybody you. Everybody else, yeah. <laughs> so, like, is there a, like a better way to
2: sort of run a show in regards to ticketing? Uh, is, it be, is it better to do it sort of do it all yourself and deal with the fucking headaches, um, or like Ticket Tech, for example? Fucking I'm take very a fair I'm chunk?
1: very stubborn. Like, I know that I work for a lot of other people, and I expect people to. I I don't trust anybody to run my show except me. Mm. So it's like. Same with Alan, like I've spent a lot of time with Alan and he now trusts me to book the whole thing and people pay me to now run their shows but I've got a real trust issue and handing over it to somebody else. Mm. Then I got everybody, please hire me to do it. <laughs> do you yeah, know what I mean? So it's yeah. that sort of switch. Um, I think it's just evaluating. I think it gets to a certain point in your career where you want to be playing theatres and an, to a degree that's sort of unavoidable mm. depending on how big you're wanting to go and where you're going to do it. But that doesn't mean that Like for me in my time, I've met a lot of people that own theatres and do different things and you can get different sponsors on board which will cover certain things. And there are ways about it, Mm, I think, to do it. Or it's like you were saying, like for me during Fringe, like we run a couple of independent venues and then our overheads are a lot lower. So the only clip really coming out would be maybe a little bit for the venue and Mm, um, the Fringe World clip. But you'll make a lot more money. Um, and it's like you were saying like doing a 60 seater but then doing three or four shows back to back once you sell it out if you sell it out early enough in advance yeah. it's like I've done this with the lounge because our seven and nine shows mm. on the weekends sell out a week in advance so I added the five o'clock shows and I added three o'clock shows and I added the one o'clock shows yeah. and it was purely just creating a demand and just being the only thing people are seeing on our social media is sold, sold out, out sold out sold out sold mm. out, sold out, sold out. Yeah. and then people start talking going oh what's going on there yeah. which is great and people go away and talk about it and we get the repeat business and
0: yeah yeah, that's it's creating cool. a demand. Part of me was thinking this year, like what I wanted to do was like big shows, so bigger numbers, less work. Yeah. So if I'm going to do an hour, why not do that hour to 250 rather than than do three and hours? Just do like
1: one or two nights. Yeah. yeah. But
0: then on the flip side, I always forget. I love doing comedy, mm. so I'm happy to do an hour and then another hour. I just remember I was pretty exhausted last fringe and I didn't want to burn out. But yeah. Yeah. You were fucked by the end Is of it. it? You yeah. Look real rundown, hey. Yeah. But the I mean Fringe flu Fringe flu Yeah yeah, yeah. The fringe flu But then I, I'm like Fuck it man If I do my, my show back to back It's 120 people Just spread out over 2 hours Instead of 1 It gives me a chance To try And improve What I've just done mm-hmm. Is there something So it's kind of cool
1: Create a demand And I, I did this with Thomas In Adelaide Like we had him doing His solo And it was like It's normally like a 90 seater But with COVID It was like 70 or whatever Yeah mm. And then we did 2 weeks of that But then I also put him At a, at a bigger venue Towards the end of the run Because I know that that in that last week is when everybody realizes fringe is on. So yeah. you do a bigger venue at the end of the run. Yeah. And so you're building it up, building it up, building it up, and then you and do the big big venue. Yeah, at the that's,
0: end. that's, that's I'm going to do but that. You,
1: you, you have it on hold or ready to go, but you don't announce it until about a week before. Yeah. You know, if, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
1: It's just about creating a demand. Yeah. And if people say there's demand and stuff is selling out, people are like, well, why are we not involved why in that? Gone, What's going yeah. on?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yep, Mm. great great way to finish. A little bit of marketing technique for all the fringe plebs.
3: That was (laughs) good.
0: That was good. Like even I felt
2: like I've got a lot out of that
0: episode myself
2: as an open micer. Like it's. It's good. I think uh, a lot of people are going to get a lot out of this.
1: I think maybe like uh, like with the comedy course and stuff like that. I've been doing some sessions at the lounge because I've realized when we had to write the comedy course that I actually know more about comedy than I give myself credit for. Yeah, well, I you're just think it's, it all I think it's just a waffle. I think it's just I wouldn't have anything without comedy. So it's like,
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's if you're around it all the time, just you, soak, you just soak you just soak stuff up and just yeah.
1: working with different people as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Um, Comedy Lounge are doing comedy courses or was that a one-off?
1: No, no, no. We are doing a comedy course. I think we're aiming to release it okay. in December. To
0: sell it. As a yeah, edit. we'll sell it. Yeah. Cool. So, because we do have a few listeners that yeah. want, want to do comedy that haven't or like, I think Daniel was a listener at the lounge and he, yeah. he did his first set
3: because of, oh, of so listened to the hard yeah.
0: mm. and now he works Poor for the guy. comedy lounge. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I've seen him do really well. With yeah, that. he's one gone oh, before. Is this da- uh, yeah. Danish Stan. Yeah
1: yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I went to the movies yeah. with him the other night. Yeah. Listener oh. to mate. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: so, Next
1: thing you know, he'll be you'll be gone and yeah. be hosting. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're
2: you're done. done. Yes, yeah, so, um, replace the Daniel Green Reapers are our Make a Wish. interchangeable
3: Daniels.
1: That's
0: it. Yeah, that's Awesome. So, anything to plug? You got shows that you want to. Plug or yeah, Comedy, uh,
1: Lounge. Comedy Lounge. We run shows Wednesday to Sunday.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and that's about it, really. When, yeah. when, <laughs> when,
0: so when's really the everything. Wednesday show starting up?
1: Uh, two weeks from now. Is that well, going to be gonna like. Be a
2: did I hear rumors that is it was going to be like. Do you hang on, wait before yeah, you say do anything?
0: You say? Do you
1: want to say not until okay, I cool. it. But you Not saying. I'll talk to you We can talk about it, after. it afterwards.
0: Yeah, yeah, cool. All right. Sick. That was fun. Sunday singles this Sunday. I'll be on. Fuck, I'm gigging at the Wrecker Bite tomorrow, and then Saturday I'm doing a wedding, and then uh, we'll be on the potty bun. Oh, next Tuesday, uh, we've got residency at Royals for Who's Rhyme for the whole month. Cool. So, burgers and wraps, legit. I've got to
1: come and say. Is that actually going to be on the poster as well? Yeah. Yeah. Burgers, oh and wraps, burgers and baby. wraps, Tuesday, is my tag.
0: Tuesday. So every Tuesday from eight o'clock. We've got need residency. Need
1: with that.
3: <laughs> yeah. Beggars and wraps. Beggars
0: and wraps. Oh, I can't come Tuesdays, and I really want to see that venue as well. Yeah, it'll be dope. It's the perfect sort of vibe. We've already done, I think, 25 pre-sale for, for Tuesday, um, and it's I think it's a 60-seat venue or potentially 80. Cool. So, yeah. And tonight, oh yeah, fuck! I don't know when this is going out. Tonight we got Who's Rhyme at the Stables. I think we've done sixty-five tickets. Yeah, for that. I was going to ask what the gig
1: at the Stables was tonight when you said you had to be there.
0: Yeah, so it's a Who's Rhyme um, as part of just they do two courses and then
1: I might pop down. Yeah,
0: come check it out. It, yeah, yeah, because you haven't probably seen it, have you? Who's no. Rhyme? Yeah. Well, this
1: is the thing. Like, there's all these other gigs on Wednesdays and Thursdays or yeah. Fridays and it's Saturdays. Cool I have to little. be there. <laughs> yeah. If there's comedians, I gotta be there.
0: Yeah. So we're doing two. The second one's at eight forty-five. Okay, so I might come down. To come to that'll that be line. towards
1: after the halftime of Gong. Yeah, yep. that might work.
0: And it's just behind. So.
1: Oh, we've got. Oh, that's the other thing. We've got Mickey D. In the house this weekend. Yeah. And Go
0: and watch him. He's fucking funny. The lineup yep. is epic this weekend. You got Mickey D. Ben Darso.
1: Mickey D. Ben Darso. Rudy. Matt Storer, Rudy. Oh, that's great. That's epic. Um, and then next week We've got Georgie Carroll And Jacques Barrett and, Which I'm very excited about Because he Sick. landed yesterday wow.
0: I haven't seen him for a while That's so good Also I haven't seen Jacques Do stand up for a long time So I want to go Oh yeah come as well. You're sure.
2: not going to be able To see me Because this will go out Tomorrow morning <laughs> But I'm <at> landing tonight <laughs> uh, I'm going to work on my craft Yay. I'm going to work on some jokes I already do And I'm going to chuck in A couple of cheeky newies
0: so yeah I love that it's
1: a g- chicken you a yeah. cup of chicken you <laughs> and yeah just have a bit
0: of fun sounds it. like a town in New Zealand
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, or an order at McDonald's Chuk-a-Nui. Chuk-a-Nui.
0: chicken <laughs> you yeah. Yeah. Cool. cool great episode peace
1: look at these <laughs> men <managing laughs> <sentences>, finishing. <laughs> I'll take <the> <laughs> <Are> you I'm a crow <laughs> You shall not pass. You shall not pass. (laughs) He never did the W,
0: but everybody else has done the W. (laughs) Listen all the way to the end and you'll see why he's the dumbest cunt on the planet. Grab a drink, settle down, and we'll see you in right now. The Five Yards Podcast. (laughs)